It happens a lot this time of year, so I thought, why not here? Next on Table Talk. Hey, welcome back. I'm Kyle Gatlin, uh, one of the pastors uh, at Covenant. I guess technically I am the senior pastor. Um, that I'm not sure I like to toss that around a lot, but some people told me to remind people of that every now and then at least, so I am. So, so what happens a lot this time of year? Well, you hear a lot of radio shows, TV shows, talking about what was what has gone on for the last year, in this case, 2023. So today, sort of an end-of-the-year recap, um, not going into a whole lot of details, but just sort of giving a, a sort of a thumbnail sketch of some things that went on at our church, a um, little commentary on that, and uh, just sort of, sort of how I felt uh, about this year. So I guess you would say this is sort of like a therapy session, maybe. I don't know. So I'm looking at my producer, Logan, over there, and he's just smiling, and uh, and he's wondering what's going on as well. So, so 2023, here goes. First part of this year was a challenging year, challenging part of the year, because we knew um, that we had to start meeting as a church, our leadership, and then uh, the general church population to talk about what our church was going to do as it pertains to being in the United Methodist denomination. And so meetings were scheduled. Uh, administrative Council uh, voted to start the proceedings, to start uh, start the process of having open uh, meetings for, for the church to come to. So we had, I think, three of those meetings where people could ask questions, um, we had a representative from the United Methodist Church denomination, the district superintendent, Jeff Wilson, come, and he pretty much just shared. He didn't have a whole lot of question and answer times, but he shared the reasons why our church uh, should stay in the UMC, basically, um, and and pretty much towed the company line as far as that goes. But we had a lot of conversations um, a lot of people had a lot of conversations, probably some off the record. I know I had a number of one-on-one conversations with people in this church, and by and large, the consensus was they loved our church. Every, per- every person that I talked to loved our church. They loved Covenant, and they really didn't care what was after that. In other words, they didn't say they didn't mind if it says Covenant United Methodist Church or Covenant Methodist Church or Covenant Church or just Covenant. It didn't matter. And but when it came down to it, um, the the vote came down in March, uh, early March this year, uh, and about eighty seven half percent of the people voting said it's best if this particular church, this particular group of people should leave the United Methodist Church. And then that for, that was formalized the first Sunday in May, uh, and then the next very next day, uh, I think it's May eighth, I think something like that, was when we officially became a global Methodist church. Um, so that was, I mean, you think about that's the first five months of this year, 
and we we were still within that first year of of losing our longtime senior pastor Hayes McKay had been senior pastor at Covenant since 1998 and uh, then then he dies in July of 22 and so just you know six months seven months later we're having to discuss uh, a huge change for our church and so that was that was just a weird time and f- and for me i was i was really encouraged by the conversations i had i was con- uh, was encouraged by the people that stood up for what we believe are um pure biblical principles that we don't need need to go against um i had a number of people on staff that I had conversations with that were very concerned about the direction of the church um wanted to make sure we stay biblically grounded and and I think we have. I think we've done that. And I think that the decision we've made, although it was hard, and although there were some hurt feelings, uh, there were some long-term people that have been associated with the United Methodist Church um, that, that couldn't go on this journey with us. And they have since united with another United Methodist Church. And, and we wish them well. But the overwhelming majority— and I must say, ninety-eight percent of folks from our church are still on this journey with us, and this this journey is is different because, again, we've just coming off a long-term senior pastor dying, then making a transition out of the denomination that birthed this congregation in nineteen seventy-nine, and. And we just had changes, right? And so uh, it was an exciting time. It was a challenging time, and it was it was at times stressful. There was times when, well, we're not sure what the next thing was going to hold for us. And we we as a as the leadership, as far as the staff, administrative council, finance uh, committee, the staff parish relations committee, we we made a commitment to be stay to stay conservative as far as the short term, to see what would happen, to see how our church responded, because we're still coming off that COVID stuff, right? Still coming off people staying away from church, people are reducing their giving through 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 during COVID, all that stuff, staying away from church, staying away from giving. So we're, we're still trying to rebound from that in the midst of all these changes, all right? So, so I think, I think we came through it okay. Um, could we have done? Could we have come through a little bit better? Um, could I've could I've done anything different? I, you know, I I quit questioning myself on that because I think I think everything that that we've done uh, and with advice of leadership, uh, the lay leadership, I think we've done it right. I, I don't think we've um, I don't think we lied to anybody. I don't think we deceived anybody. We were up front and, and open where 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 we stood, where we where we believed what we were going. Um, and, and there's always going to be dissenters. There's always going to be people that's that's not happy with a decision. And and there are some of you out there that are probably listening to this that you were unhappy with the decision we made, but you're, you stuck with us because you you've been with us and you you have poured your heart and soul into growing this church, and and you're not giving up. And and this is your home and this is your family and just like family members that that are at odds with each other over 
different things in their life, they're still family, uh, right? I'm, I'm going to again pick on my producer over here, Logan, that uh, he and his brother Boston are, are integral parts of stuff that we do here at our church. I'm sure there's times you disagree with Boston, right? He's shaking his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so he's. He's still his brother. He's, they they still love each other, right? So I think that's how it has has been for some of us here in this whole process. So that's that was the first part of the year, and and I will go ahead and say there was a financial issue with um, with leaving that um, to leave the way that we did according to the outlining of the disaffiliation because uh, the church property was technically owned by the denomination and to get our property free and clear so no other entity can can mess with our property we had to pay uh, um, some money out we we had to pay a pension um, fee we had to pay a health insurance fee then we had to pay um, sort of a connectional giving fee which we call apportionments but that all ended up being uh, close to a million dollars I think Maybe a little bit less than a million dollars, so um, so we had that to to pay to to leave and keep our facilities and our property. Uh, in addition, we were still we've still been paying on our sanctuary. So financially, just want to give you a heads up where we are financially. We had this loan for our um, sanctuary that we took took out in two thousand nine. And I think we had to add a little. We added a little bit to it for to expand our parking lot at one time. And if you remember, we added to it when we bought the East Campus, but then we sold it. So that was sort of a, a swap of money. It, it didn't impact it positively or negatively. Uh, so right now, after we had to take out a loan to pay off our disaffiliation fee, and that combined with uh, our loan on our sanctuary. Our debt is just a little less than one million right now. That's sort of the picture that I wanted to make sure you understood. Our debt is around a little bit, a little bit less than one million. Um, within the first two months of 2024, our finance committee will make a decision to to pay down a pretty good chunk of that. Uh, we have we've been uh, for the last two or three years. Uh, we have uh, had some money basically not allocated for anything. We had couple of good end-of-the-year type things where we uh, normally would would spend money on special things. Uh, Hayes and I made the decision about three years ago, two years ago at least, that anything excess at the end of the year, we're going we're gonna to hold back, uh, just keep it basically in a money market, CD or something like, let, let it draw interest because we're going to need, we're going to need some money to possibly leave the United Methodist Church. And if we didn't, well, then we would have it to finish paying down the debt or or pay a pretty big chunk. So hopefully, uh, maybe first of March, middle of March next year, uh, you'll you'll hear our debt has been substantially reduced because of some some funds that we've just been holding on to, um, not spending, just keeping it basically earning pretty good interest right now. So just give you that update, um, and just sort of sort of what I want to do. I, I hope by the end of twenty five that we be totally debt free. Uh, that's that's sort of sort of uh, my goal that that I think our church uh, can reach. All right, um, so we just approved a budget this year. 
for 2024 for about $2.65 million. That's our budget. But what you need to know is we've reduced that budget each year. 2022 was 2.9, 2023 was 2.7. We had, you know, approximately 35 million, uh, 35 million, <laughs> 35,000, something like that decrease. A little bit of discre- dis- decrease from 2023 to 2024. Um, we're just reflecting the times. Um, our folks and our staff do a really good job of staying within our budget and most of the times coming under budget. So um, do want to just give you an update on that portion of what has gone on this year. Um, the year is not out yet. Obviously, you're hearing this on the December 28th. Some of you are still writing checks, 29th, 30th, and 31st, uh, that will help to go toward our uh, 2023 budget, and so, so we're looking forward to uh, maybe coming out a little bit of ahead uh, at the end of 23. Uh, if we come out a whole lot ahead, then then obviously we get to pay down debt a little bit quicker. Um, but I, I guess the major thing that I wanted to highlight uh, for 2023 was was this we. We had 137 people join our church this year, and I'm not naive, and neither are you. Uh, Many people joined our church because under United Methodist uh, rules, you had to have established members, documented members to vote. So that's why a lot of people joined our church, truthfully. But when you start looking inside those numbers, what we find is something interesting. 34 of these folks had never been a member of a church before. So that's 34 people that had professed their faith in Christ publicly or for the first time. 34, okay? And that's not counting. This is not counting this next number I'm telling you. The next number I'm telling you is we had 16 baptisms. These people professed their faith in Christ, not necessarily joined the church. In fact, of these 16, um, the 16 number I'm giving you, they didn't join the church. They just professed their faith in Christ and wanted to be baptized. These are young people. These range from ages of fourth grade all the way up to um, uh, 13, 14-year-olds that, that, that tells me that, that something ha- is happening at Covenant. That means in our children's ministry, in our student ministry, lives are being changed. Lives are being turned back to Jesus. And so that was very exciting when I looked inside the numbers of the, of the ages of, those, of the folks, 16 made a profession of faith in Christ, a personal profession of faith. Now, we had, they did have nine children, infant people, type people baptized this year. It means nine families had professed their faith in Christ and desired their child to be uh, raised in a Christian church. And, and then we see sort of the outgrowth of that with those 16 children or students that were baptized because we claim in those infant baptisms that God's going to do something in them to where they one day will make that profession of faith in Christ. So that we saw that literally working out this year when those 16 uh, made their professions, and a number of them were— um, had in earlier times in their lives had 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 families that made a commitment to to recognize that God was going to work in their lives uh, from from the very beginning. All right, so that that was probably the highlight for me when I look back at twenty three was the professions of faith. Thirty four people professed their faith in Christ, didn't transfer 
uh, in. They professed their faith in Christ and wanted to join the church. And the 16 that were that professed their faith as individuals um, and uh, and baptized. And, and all of them wanted to go in the fountain. Um, two of those early on stuck out because I think one of those kids wanted to be baptized in February. And no problem, right? Because we have a heater on our fountain outside. The heater didn't work that day. And he still wanted to go in. He still, I think it was Forrest Bell. And he still wanted to go in. And then after that, I went, oh, can't do that again, right? So somebody else wanted, about three weeks later, somebody else wanted to be baptized. And by then, we already had the, the fountain fixed, turned it on, but forgot to check it. And a breaker blew before we knew it. So I had another one that was in, it felt like 35-degree water. It really did. So um, I'm sure it was only 50, but that's cold enough. So those obviously those two stuck out. And after that, I made a commitment to God and everybody never to do that again. All right? Get the heater working. Get the heater working. So, uh, and it and what it did it worked that worked on Christmas Eve. We had uh, our last person baptized for this year was baptized on Christmas Eve. So um, that's great. Um, one other thing that was a highlight for me in 2023 was when Bobby Lasseter, uh, Reverend Bobby Lasseter, came on the staff. It, she has been a breath of fresh air. She's uh, been a great friend, a confidant, um, and just a great spirit to have around. Um, I love the way she preaches. Actually, I'm challenged by the way she preaches because she gets up there without notes. I'm going, I, I wish I could grow up enough to do that. Um, and I'm going to try that, actually. I'm going to be trying that a little bit more. But uh, So she's an inspiration to me. Um, but love love having her around, uh, her family, and uh, have the friendship of her uh, of her husband, Clayton, is, is also been good. Do want to mention one thing going into 2024. There will be a small group of us that are be a part of a vision team um, that we we want to look toward the future. Now, we know with things changing so much and so quickly, we don't look too far into the future. But um, I do want to surround myself with some key lay people um, that I believe are influencers, that they are successful people in their own right and in, in their lives and their businesses. Um, and, and and I just want to get some people together that will help us vision for 24, 25, and see how far we can get from there to see uh, what how we can continue to be a church that pursues God and unleashes compassion. That's going to start early in January, so I'm looking forward to that. So if you're listening to this in the end of your recap, the prayer for 2024 is for our vision team to to see where God's working and to follow along. Uh, last thing I want to remind you of in 2024 is we're going to read through the Bible. And I want to encourage you to do that starting January 1st, 12 minutes a day. Um, we'll have the reading plan available on our website. Uh, it'll be posted on in e-news and probably a letter from me. Uh, you'll have access to that. Uh, and I hope that uh, you'll come along this journey with us. Again, 12 minutes a day. You can do that. You really can do that. Um, so thank you for going along uh, in 2023 with us, and we look forward. Uh, sounds hokey, but I'm still thinking to, to do more in 24. I still think that might be a theme uh, I throw out there a little more. 
a little more to do more in 24 is a little more. That's, that's too much more, isn't it? Too much rhyming. All right. So, so thank you all again. Have a wonderful and safe new year and look forward to seeing you. I'll be back with you uh, in the new year. Blessings. <laughs>